You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very good Monday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. Steven Strom here. Marlins follow the Giants 7-5 to yesterday. Giants take two out of three against the Marlins. As always, for the recap, here is your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, the rubber match on this sunny Sunday in San Francisco, California, goes to the Giants. They beat the Marlins by a final score of 7-5, and the San Francisco Giants are now 22-24 and 24 here in 2023 this season, while the Miami Marlins fall back to one over 500 at 24-23. and 23. This is the 10th inning show with Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff, and Kelly, as we, uh, as we break this one down this afternoon and all the highlights from this game, are coming up in a couple of minutes. Let's start with the man on the mound this afternoon. And everybody always says you're only as good as next day's as your next day's starting pitcher. Marlins beat the Giants one to nothing last night. They fall seven to five this afternoon. Uh, very much an up and down day for Jesus Lazardo. The stuff was there. Allowed two big homers. Allowed six runs, six hits. All the runs were earned. Five hits, a walk. And eight strikeouts this afternoon. Your impressions on the lefty for the Marlins oh, today? Jesus Lazardo had been so good for the Marlins throughout the season. He's really been the guy who they've been able to rely on just today. Just not nearly as sharp. That fastball command, something he was struggling on. Those are the that's the pitch that both of those home runs came on, just leaking out over the plate. He had eight strikeouts today. All came on that slider. So that pitch was really working for him, but just not really able to get out of trouble as the. Giants hitters just doing a really nice job making adjustments against him. So just an off outing for Jesus. He isn't going to be perfect all year long. Uh, the Marlins bats, though, giving him a chance. They were going toe-to-toe. It really was an exciting game throughout the course of this game here today against the Giants, but unfortunately some mental errors there in the sixth, and they weren't able to pull it off. And unfortunately, so it goes. The Marlins still have not won a series from San Francisco in San Francisco since 2017. Uh, out of the bullpen, Matt Barnes allowed a run, but Andrew Nardi was good. So too was Stephen Okert. On the offensive side, Kelly um, De La Cruz had his 14-game hitting streak snap this afternoon. Nick Fortes hit a homer. That was good to see. Uh, the main attraction this afternoon, actually John Birdie had three hits out of the leadoff spot. No Segura today because he's under the weather. Arise did not start this ball game, but the story at the plate was Jorge Soler. His first four-hit performance as a Marlin, his first since 2019 when he was with the Royals. Jorge Soler was very good today. And he started that off by crushing a baseball in the first inning, a solo shot there to get the Marlins on the board first. Followed that up with three singles, three RBIs. He has been really fantastic for the Marlins all year. It's what Kim Ang and her team were hoping for when they signed Jorge Soler. They needed a little extra pop in this Marlins lineup, and he's giving them just that. All right, Kelly. Well, um, this was fun here in San Francisco this weekend, even if the outcome was not this afternoon. But we've got seven more to go on this road trip, so uh, I will see you tomorrow night in Colorado when the Marlins take on the Colorado Rockies, first of four. I'll see you before then on the plane. All right, let's do that, actually. That's right. You will be on there. <laughs> Don't okay, get that's, rid of me uh, that's Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this ballgame this afternoon. Jesus Lazardo went opposite of Alex Wood, and Jesus Lazardo got some early run support. Nobody on base, one out, top of the first inning. Jorge Soler was at the plate. And the 2-0 offering a swung on hit high in the air. Oh, baby, this is trouble. Deep down the left field line. That ball is gone. 
Jorge Soler just got a slider at the knees, and he just pummeled that ball into the seats and left. The Marlins have a 1-0 lead here in the first. Doing the big leagues on Friday. Uh, Bailey came to the plate, the catcher for the San Francisco Giants. Nobody on base, two outs in the second. 95 feet away to rob him of a hit in the ninth. Uh-oh, this ball is hammered. See you later. Yikes, where will it land? Patrick Bailey has just gone deep for the first time in the big leagues after making his debut on Friday. And now the Giants have leveled this ball game at one here in the second. So it was 1-1 after Patrick Bailey's two-out solo shot in the second off of Jesus Lazardo. But the Marlins would come right back in the third. They would retake a 2-1 lead thanks to Jorge Soler. 2-2 pitch is hit in the air down the right field line. Could be trouble. Yastrzemski's over. It's going to fall in front of him. A base hit for Jorge Soler. Rounding third and scoring is John Birdie. And the Marlins retake the lead. It's 2-1 here in the third. But that wouldn't last long. Bryce Johnson led off the third with a double for San Francisco. Wilmer Flores then bounced out to the shortstop. Garrett Hampson, then Tyro Estrada, the second baseman, came to the plate with a runner at second base, or I'm sorry, at third base with one out in the third. Had some injury concerns at the time. Here's a ground ball hit fair over the back at third. That's going to roll all the way down into the corner, into the left field corner. And Tyro Estrada has himself a one-out RBI double here in the third. And the Giants have tied this ball game at two. But that wasn't the uh, the biggest damage done in the third. The next man that came to the plate with a man on with one out in the bottom of the third inning with the game level at two aside was the designated hitter, the right-hander, J.D. Davis. Watches a fastball that runs up and away, ball one. And the next pitch is hit high in the air, deep to center field. This is big, big trouble. And this is way, way gone. J.D. Davis just hit a two-run homer. The Giants have scored three times here in the bottom of the third inning. They've got a 4-2 lead. Uh, again, the resilient Marlins would battle back. Nick Fortes came to the plate for Miami, facing Alex Wood with nobody on base. There were two outs in the fourth. Here is Nick Fortes, first pitch swing and high drive. Stay fair, down the right field line, fair foul, home run! Off the left field foul pole for Nick Fortes. It's his second homer of the season. It's the Marlins' second of the afternoon. They're back to within one. It's 4-3 to three San Francisco here in the fourth. Yeah, that was a homer hit off the left field foul pole. I apologize for that, but that was a homer for Nick Fortes, his second of the season. So it was 4-3, to three, and the Marlins would level this ball game at four with two aboard for Jorge Soler in the fifth. 1-0 the count to Soler, and the pitch is a rifled shot. Down the left field line, a fair ball for Soler. Holy cow, the Giants can't stop him this afternoon. Xavier Edwards will score. John Birdie will go to third. Jorge Soler is on fire. He's 3-for-3 three three this afternoon. He's got three RBIs. He just tied this ball game at four here in the fifth. And it would stay that way until the bottom of the sixth inning. Jesus Lazardo started the bottom of the sixth for the Marlins. He allowed a leadoff double to J.D. Davis, and the next man to bat was the right-handed hitting left fielder for San Francisco, Mitch Hanniger. Almost 30,000 in attendance at Oracle Park this afternoon. 1-2 pitch is lofted in the air into right field. The base hit. J.D. Davis is rounding third. He's going to score. A double and a single for the Giants to lead off the bottom of the sixth inning. 
They have taken a 5-4 lead. And that would be it for Jesus Lazardo this afternoon. Andrew Nardi came into the ballgame for Miami. He got Mike Yastrzemski to pop out into foul territory right near the Giants' third base dugout. John Birdie made the catch, but he kind of he went down the steps in the Giants' dugout. After he made the catch, his momentum was carrying him towards the steps, the far end of the Giants' dugout. Looked like he probably could have stopped himself, and I'm not so sure but what he forgot that there was a guy on first. So Birdie, and I say that because Birdie went flying into the Giants' dugout, and that means he effectively ran out of play. So Yastrzemski, or I beg your pardon, Hanniger got to go to second. The next man to bat, Casey Schmidt, rifled the ball into left field for a base hit. Hanniger could only go to third. So there was first and third. There was one out, and there we're in the bottom of the sixth inning. The Giants had a lead, and Patrick Bailey was at the plate again. And the first pitch, it's a bunt, it's a safety squeeze. Nardi's going to apply a tag on Bailey. And the runner, Hanniger's going to score from third. And the Giants have a 6-4 lead. It was 6-4 going to the bottom of the eighth inning this afternoon. Matt Barnes allowed Mitch Hanniger to reach via a single to lead off the bottom of the eighth. Steven Oker came in, he struck out Mike Yastrzemski, but he could not dispose of Casey Schmidt. Has ballpark. Here's a line drive to the left of the base hit. Hanniger is going to round third. He's going to be waved home. There's a bobble out and left. Hanniger will score easily. No error on the play. It's a one-out RBI single for Casey Schmidt. It's his second hit of the afternoon. And the Giants have now opened this thing up here with the eighth inning. They have a 7-4 lead. So a three-run advantage for the Giants going to the ninth. The sensational right-handed closer for the Giants, Camilo Doval, came in. He allowed a leadoff single to Garrett Hampson. The next man to bat was Luis Arias. He pummeled the ball at Estrada at second on a string, but Estrada had him played perfectly for out number one. Xavier Edwards then struck out looking for out number two, but that doesn't tell the whole story there. Edwards put together a terrific eight-pitch at bat against Oval and on a 3-2 breaking ball that missed low in the zone. The home plate umpire Brock Ballou called strike three on Xavier Edwards. It should have been a walk. Should have been first and second with one out. Instead, the runner at second, Hampson, went to second on defensive indifference. There was two outs, and John Birdie came to the plate for the Marlins in the ninth. Count is two and one, two outs. Wendell's at second. The pitch is a weakly hit ground ball. Fair territory up the third baseline. Catcher's on it. He throws it into right field. Wendell's going to come all the way around to score. That was a baseball that Bailey should have put in his back pocket. Reaching on an infield single as John Birdie, and then they've got to go E2, allowing Hampson to score from second. So that made it 7-5. The next man to bat was Jorge Soler. To that point in the ballgame, he was 4-4. Four for four. He had himself a 3-0 count. He tried to tee off on a Duvall fastball, but he lifted it in the air, playable in right field for Mike Yastrzemski who put the squeeze on out number three, and the San Francisco Giants win this ballgame by a final score of 7-5 to five today. For the Marlins, five runs, 13 hits, no errors, six men left on base, and for the Giants, seven runs, nine hits, one error, four men left on base. Your winner is Walker. He is 1-0 for the Giants. The losers, Lazardo, 3-3 three three for the Marlins. Doval collects his 12th save of the season for San Francisco. We played this ball game in two hours and 24 minutes in front of nearly 30,000 on a 63-degree sunny Sunday afternoon here at Oracle Park in San Francisco, California. For the Miami Marlins this afternoon, they struck out 10, and that means that $250 
will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say yesterday following the 7-5 loss to the Giants. All right, Skip, back and forth game. You know, just how would you sum this one up? Obviously not the results you guys wanted, but how would you sum this up? Yeah, they played hard uh, back and forth, like you said. I think probably a couple uh, defensive miscues maybe in the outfield cost us, um, you know, you know, some reads and, you know, it's just kind of what happened. But I think, uh, you know, Zeus pitched um, – know good enough to help us to get a win and I uh, thought maybe the, the one thing that he didn't do that he was good at is the first pitch strike today wasn't there but um, but he got back into counts and he was um, attack on the attack and um, I thought he did enough for us to win yeah I mean that third inning was really where most damage came and see him settle in after that to, to bounce back after I think it was three runs in the third to settle in afterward you settled in for two more innings yeah, yeah. Um, and but I thought he, like, again, I think he did enough for us to win and uh, to get us our, uh, into the bullpen. I thought our offense did um, good enough, just a couple double play balls and, um, you know, kind of, you know, killed a rally. But, you know, Soler and Birdie both had great days today um, and, you know, thought we had a chance with the rise there, you know, late in the game and sixth or seventh inning, I guess it was, um, just didn't work out. Yeah, and um, the rundown double, or when I think it was Soler and Birdie runners on the corners, the Soler goes the break and the rundown just... What did you see on how that broke down and just how, how that unfolded? You're trying to steal a run there. Uh, just didn't work out. Start the runner and see if he was going to go throw a second. We have speed on third and, um, you know, two strikes, trying to steal a run. Um, and, you know, they made a good transfer, a relay throw, and uh, got us in a run down, and it just didn't work out. But we felt like uh, with Birdie on, on third that that was the right play there. If they threw um, down a second with enough speed, we, we had a chance to steal a run. Julie and Jesus combined for two great plays at first base there today. It is something you have seen out of both of those guys all year, great defense, Uriel and Luzardo. Uh Yeah, I mean, Lazardo is a really good athlete, so he's going to make plays that most pitchers can't make. Um, Yuli's won a gold glove, so it's not really surprising to me that you know he's making good plays. It doesn't matter how old he is, he still works um, and makes great play after great play, and so we're pretty comfortable when those two are out there. Solaire at the plate, you know, it, it kind of seemed like, you know, things were lining up at the end there, just with the whole day gone. Um, you know, what, you know, the consistency that he's brought, what does it mean to this club? That's the guy we wanted at, the, at that time. Duvall is not easy to hit off. I mean, that's one of the better closers in the game. Feels like he pitches every game too, which is tough. So you're hoping he has a day off and you keep seeing him come back out there. But yeah, that's that's the guy you want. Um, Soler hit the ball hard every time, and um, hits a home run every time Zeus pitches as well, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, tough matchup right there for anybody. The 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 fight and those guys that you know gave us a, a chance to win with um, Soler up is all you can ask for. And yeah, we're, I mean he's he's having a great year, and um, it's early, it's seven weeks in or whatever we are, but um, it's a great start to the season. Came out and um, you know, talked to the umpires again. Was that about timeouts or something else? Yeah, we are uh, trying to get it right, and um, felt like Birdie was not uh, looked. He didn't look up yet. Wasn't engaged yet. Pitcher's already set. Um, so you know that's 
you know, he has to be engaged, and he said he was engaged, and just disagreement. All right, we are right back at it tonight. Another late start a little bit earlier, but still a late start, 840 at Coors Field against the Colorado Rockies. Edward Cabrera takes the hill for Miami. I've got Marlins on deck at 810. As always, we hope you can join us. Let's flip the M together, Miami, as always. And thanks for rewinding with us. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.